0: Oh yeah, everybody. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Fire Builders Live. My name is Josh Corpel, and like always, streaming live from the porch, Key West, Florida. I have Matan Gavish on the line. Matan, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Josh. Happy Happy to be here.
0: Yes, I'm happy. Dude, I'm so happy that you're here. We had an amazing conversation before this. I can't wait to just extend it to talk a little bit about what you know about the mental fortitude, the things that you have done in your life. But before, before I get into all of the craziness that is Matan Gavish's life, let me explain to everybody at home what it is that we are doing here at Fire Builders Live. We bring on amazing guests and experts like Matan here. We take these big ideas, these big dreams, these big goals that everybody has right? And they we break them down into small steps, things that you can do consistently every single day to improve. Today is no different, right? 2020 is almost over, but that doesn't mean that everything is going to change magically for you in 2021, right? You're going to have to have the right mindset going in. That is why I am so happy to have Matan on the show, CEO of Fit Hit, one of the Inc. 5,000 fastest growing companies in the United States. The guy holds a BA from Columbia University. He's a former Krav Maga officer for a special ops unit in the Israeli Defense Forces. I'll tell you, if anyone knows how to fight, to overcome, to survive, to thrive, it is this man that you're looking at. But when we talk about special forces, you have to ask yourself what exactly makes it so special? And it's really the way that they are taught to think, right? So, After training thousands of special ops soldiers, U.S. Navy SEALs, the NYPD, pro fighters, world champs, thousands, tens of thousands of ordinary women with extraordinary ambitions, Matan distills it down to a simple belief, right? Empowerment through training is the key to success, not just in life or death violent situations, but in anything, in any situation life can throw at you now, in 2021, in your business, whatever it is. And that, my friends, is why I am so excited to have Matan on the show. Matan, again, welcome to Fire Builders Live, man.
1: Thank you, Josh, for this unbelievable
0: presentation. That was (laughs) was really good. I need you by my side every day. Thanks, man. (laughs) So I'm just excited to have you because, I mean, I was super impressed. Really, I was so impressed with our talk. Uh, For those of you who don't know, like before people come on live, we do this we do this pre-call, right? We have this pre-interview where we get to chat and talk about what we're going to talk about live. And dude, you and I talked for like an hour and a half. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's just amazing the kinds of stuff and the experiences that you've done. What I like to do to start the show, I like to ask people, you know, where are you in the world now? And like, what's a typical day in Matan's life these days?
1: Ooh, typical day in Matan's life. Yeah. Let's, uh, sure. Let's bring some context. To, to this. So, um, so I run Fit Hit, okay, I run Fit Hit. And Fit Hit was this, uh, this crazy lunatic dream that I had to take a, uh, to take the art of, of Krav Maga, which those of you who don't know, it's the Israeli hand to hand combat that is taught mostly to special ops and special units, military. It's extremely violent and very macho, you know, when you kind of look it up. And, uh, what I wanted to do is basically repackage it. And offer it to ordinary people, and specifically women, who would more traditionally would run away from stuff like that, right? Like the percentage of women that get excited about about the idea of so much aggression—it's actually really small. But I had this deep belief that the um, the set of skills that we have is very important to women because you know they're they're, they're more likely to be uh, to be hurt violently, and to be able to do that, we had to create a product that solves more than just that problem okay so we had to create a product that goes into a complete wellness nutrition fitness uh to be able to take a person that is not aggressive uh actually finds violence to be appalling right right when he isn't one of the top three they want to do today and uh, and get them to get excited about coming into into a fit hit class so that was it that, that was the challenge and that comes on the back end of, uh, of Krav Maga Academy, which is, uh, you know, my, my original company. So just straight up Krav Maga School. It uh, was going on for about eight years, nine years before we decided to make this huge switch, pivot, repackage it, not change what they learn. We just change how, how it's being presented.
0: Yep. Uh, so, by the way, can I ask you, like the, the women that sort of shied away from aggression and violence, was it because do you find that most of them, they're they're afraid of... The pain, like they, they don't want to get hit themselves, or was it uh, was it something deeper, like psychologically, that you ended up having to go through? Like, how'd you break it? So that, that? That,
1: so that that's a really that's a really good question. I find it to be like way deeper than that. Like, I think there's a whole social construct that that kind of drips in that women are supposed to be, you know, the gentle one, and guys are supposed to be the aggressive one, and um, and I just. I just needed to challenge that because with my experience, even in my experience, the idea of fighting and learning how to fight is in everybody. Like it's a, it's a survival thing that is in every human and is in every species. And I feel like women have been largely overlooked when it comes to like learning, learning those skills and considering that, you know, one in six women is going to be a victim of sexual assault in her life. That's a roll of the dice. You know, like every woman rolls the dice and if you've got the right number, there's some real violence coming your way. So I felt as a huge problem that wasn't being addressed correctly. Women weren't running to martial arts studios with the geese and the belt and the yes and the cages and going into that, you know, they weren't. So, so what options did they have? You know, take some fufu kickboxing class. It doesn't teach them how to do anything. <laughs> Pink gloves. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like it doesn't, it's not, um, and that's not what it's about, right? Like cardio kickboxing wasn't designed to build actual skills. So I wanted to bring in the fun of cardio kickboxing, the the inspiration of like a spin class, the uh, the like expensiveness of like an Equinox or something, you know, with beautiful facilities, the beautiful lighting and music and like do a whole party situation. Um, have the whole thing be upscale. And then on the back end of it, you also learn some kick-ass skills, like, like real skills, but we take we take the the pain away from it. We take the the um, the danger away from it. Like and, you know we use special dummies. And, like we have all
0: this equipment to make sure that it works. Uh, and Perry says like you know one in six that statistic about one in six women. That's actually that's pretty shocking. I didn't know that either. Yeah, that it was that money.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, um so I spent a significant part of my uh, of my life uh, working with women that have been uh, subject of abuse and assault. Uh, volunteered in, the, in in women's shelters, kind of like really under the radar. It's not something that we like, talk about too much on my social or anything like that. But I've learned so much from the process of just getting exposed to it. That uh, it was really a problem that I wanted to solve. I wanted to reduce victimization in the way. I mean, I not that I have a gym, but really, I wanted to reduce victimization. Uh, and uh, and I, what I found was that it it actually starts like up here. Like like once this is dialed in, once the mind is dialed in, everything else falls into place. And when you, start, when you start making anybody feel comfortable with human aggression, they feel comfortable with pretty much anything. Like there's nothing you can throw on them. You know,
0: human aggression is one of the things that... The, the rooster, Elvis, that's Elvis. And he yeah. definitely agrees, man. And I, Elvis that, that rooster has incredible mental fortitude. <laughs> I love
1: him. I love him. No, But in reality, but in, you know, but in reality, uh, you, know you, have to, you have to break through that mental barrier of being afraid of other people because I feel that that mental barrier stops anybody from advancing to anything that they want to have in life. Right. And we're talking, we're talking
0: anything like business wise, money, like like finances, love, everything,
1: everything, right. There is a, there there are a lot of ingrained fears enough in us. And I believe that human aggression is, is one of them. Human aggression is paralyzing. You know, it's really funny because they always say, you know, what are the two responses that our body is conditioned to go into when you're in a dangerous situation? Everybody's always like fight or flight, you know, like that's the two things. It's like, really? Like, ask what happened to women when they find themselves in that situation. Like, most of them freeze. Like, most of them get become paralyzed, like the third F that nobody talks about. You got your fight and your flight in a perfect world, you're super trained, your body is ready, your mind is ready. Yeah, you either fight or you run away. But what happens in reality when people find themselves in a bad situation? You know, they freeze. And freeze is not a physical state, it's a mental state. Yeah if I can, yeah, so if I could get people to break through those walls, right, um, and and not be afraid, and the, and and to get there, that doesn't mean you have to put yourself in violent situations, right? The exercise that we do are nonviolent, but you go through that, and all of a sudden nothing phases you, not your new boss, not an intimidating situation that you might then you might be in. I'm not talking in, intimidating, physically, right? People get intimidated on
0: multiple levels. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say like, cause what you just said about, you know, when you're confronted with a violent situation, fight, flight, or freeze. And it it's such a good analogy just for life in right. general, like 2020 was confronting. And I feel like a lot of people just froze. <laughs> they just I'm, didn't know I'm what to happy
1: do. you brought that up Josh, because, because you're absolutely right here. You know, when we, when we pivoted in 2020, um, because here's what happened, right? Like, we spent two years building out FitHit. Like, FitHit was a big dream, cost a lot of money, like, like seven figures just to build the most amazing facility in Manhattan, Midtown Manhattan, 9,000 square feet on the retail floor, the largest boutique, city, boutique gym in New York City. I'm just gonna like boast a little bit, right? I'm <laughs> created, right? So, no yeah, the whole thing, we're talking over a million dollars funded by students. Like, that's how the depth of belief of, of the mission was, right? Yeah. Build an unbelievably beautiful, gorgeous place. Grand opening was January this year, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds of people in attendance. We are flying high. Our classes are packed. Every single class is like 60, 70 people, seven times a day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's what happened in January. And in March, we had to close down, right? So yeah, we had a really I months. Mean, <laughs> two months, right? So after two years, we ended up having like two months of really really operating as bit hit in, in the new like in the whole situation. So now you have so now what you like now your dream just become became illegal. Right? Like now now you've been sanctioned by the government. Like uh like you can't do that anymore. I was like, what are you talking about? Like twenty twenty I was supposed to open up like two or three more locations. Oh there's no locations. No, no, no. <laughs> no, like that dream's that that dream's gone. And so that was that was the reality that I faced, and and guess what? Those was realities that millions of other people have also faced in their life. You talk about entrepreneurs, you know, in the lockdown, like nobody's supposed to go to work. Now what? Right. So everybody had a dream that's been cut down. Everybody had a dream that's been uh, that's been slowed down and and uh, quieted basically by uh, by an by an external force. Yep. yep. However, one of the reasons that you know we're still here and we're still doing great. Um. Even by the way, we're still not allowed to open in, in Manhattan. Like I had to rearrange the entire dream to continue to be in business. Our gym is still closed because we're class based and they're not allowed to do fitness classes in, in the city. So how come we're still in business and giants like Gold's Gym are bankrupt? New York yeah, Sports yeah. Club, bankrupt. Psych Fitness, bankruptcy. Uh, mm-hmm. Flywheel, bankruptcy. Yoga Works, bankruptcy. I mean, we're talking about. Businesses that are eight and nine and 10 figure businesses, they couldn't, they couldn't figure that out, like they couldn't figure that pivot out. Um, and yet, and yet here we are, you know, creating and, and, uh, and, and doing something that's very different. And I, I tie that directly to the mental fortitude that I instill in myself and in every single person in my team on a regular basis, where, uh and, you know, I'm going to share it with you guys, I mean, this is something, this is one of the first thing that I learned when I, when I was a soldier. That little sentence literally changed my life. Like It took my life into a different trajectory because I I own it 100%. And, uh, and the sentence is, well, that's what you got, and you're going to win with that. So like, it starts on the little things, right? Like the first time I heard it, you know, like, like I had my little cantina water, the bottle of water it, was, it was leaking. And I was like, "Uh, hey, uh, you know, commander, you know, my water bottle is whatever. He's like, well, that's what you got. And you're going to win with that. You know, fast Mm -hmm. forward. Hey, you know, this vest is like, it's not exactly, it's cutting me. And I'm like, I'm bleeding. Well, "Well, you know, that's what you got. And and you're going to win with that. And you start not sweating the little things when you actually believe that, well, that's what you got. And you're going to win with that, that it really comes through on the big things. Right? March 14th, I think, was the day like everybody had to shut down and, you know, conversation with the team. All right, guys, global pandemic. We're not allowed to operate. Well, that's what we got, and we're going to win with that. Damn straight. Right? And when that is the expectation, notice that there is zero victimization in that sentence, right? Like when I say our job is to reduce victimization in the world, that's our mission. It's not just violent victimization. Violent victimization is just one type of victimization. But when you get the right mindset... There is no victimization. Flip over to the other side, right? And look, I love my fellow gym owners. I think everybody is doing an unbelievable job, um, you know, going through this pandemic and everybody's like trying to do their best to like to to create something. But the level of, this is not fair. I am being screwed. When is the government going to help me? When is my, when is the money that I deserve to get into my pocket going to show up so I can do the thing that I do? I, like, I understand that that's a mindset. I would never be able to subscribe to that mindset. Would never be able to subscribe to that mindset, mm-hmm. right? And and I don't subscribe my team to that mindset. It is, I believe, in 100% internal locus of control. Everything that is happening in your life is 100% dependent on you. Your decision-making, your lens through which you see what you're actually looking at. And if you're looking at things like a victim, you will sink down into a victim mindset that is extremely debilitating.
0: Yeah. I mean because you're right, like it, it really doesn't matter what the external forces are because even if it is, if it's the government or it's this lockdown or it's the fact that you have to wear a mask or you don't have to wear a mask or whatever, right? If it's not one thing, it's gonna be another. So as soon as one thing like shifts and kind of goes your way, you look for something else that that is causing you to right. And people are just reacting to Environmental stimuli instead of actually like consciously directing their focus onto something like, yeah, like, like what you just said, like, this is what we've got, and we are gonna win with it. We're
1: gonna win with that, and that, and that is, and I, and I can tell you that like embracing it, but really wholeheartedly embracing it means calling yourself out when you even like start to think like a victim, you know, like, because, because the, the idea of victimization, um, You know, like I said, this is something that we're we're completely uh wanna wanna demolish. And you know, when we've seen some huge things happening, you know, like wearing a mask right now is is an idea of victimization. Like how insane is that? Like how like in what place do you have to be? Right? That everything victimizes you. Like everything, right? Discomfort is victimizing to you. Um so yeah, so when you look so when you look at business.
0: By the so, way, people. Yeah, people are commenting. People are commenting. You got uh, great energy, my man, and a winning mindset. You can tell. People you. can tell already.
1: All right, but thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, I hope what I'm saying is resonating with you, uh, because because I can tell you that what I'm saying right now is not just like you know fluff that you get on some meme on Facebook. Like I've applied it into into my business. I've applied every that into my every single person on my team has to think like that. We call each other out if everybody just like smells a little bit of victimization, right? If there is. Like if I had a sales team that would come back to me and told me they didn't hit goals because of the economy, it would be like an atom bomb in the room, right? <laughs> the economy has nothing. It's an external factor. It's an external factor. And how do you know that? Because somebody out there is making a sale, <laughs> right? Yeah. And anybody can do it. My expectation is that my team and I can also do it. And again, those are high expectations, but
0: that is what is required to move up, to, uh, uh, to move up in stages, you know it's funny because have you ever seen? Because it reminds me so much. Have you ever seen the movie with Anthony uh, Hopkins and Alec Baldwin called The Edge? Have you ever heard of that movie no, before? Fortunately, no. All right. Well, so it's I basically Anthony Hopkins stuff. I guess I missed that one. It's 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 a it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And uh, and they get the plane goes down in the woods, and it's Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin. And Alec Baldwin's this younger like photographer guy, and Anthony Hopkins is this super rich. Um, uh, like billionaire, but he 's got an amazing mindset just like just like you 've got right the belief that what well, one man can do the other can do, and they both have to survive in the Alaskan wilderness, and that is how they they get out like i won 't give any spoilers, but like it 's the mindset right it 's that it 's the fact that most people when they die when they 're lost in the woods they don 't die because they 're dehydrated they die because they give up they give up yeah. you know
1: yeah and uh, and it 's interesting that you said that because that 's something that we keep. Reiterating in in, in our business and the way we hold ourselves, like you lose when you, you lose when you give up. Like that's when loss really happens. If you don't give up, then you don't lose. You're in the fight. Now, because we come from the fighting world, it's an easy, it's an easy connection for us to make because like that's, that's something that, um, that is very comfortable for me to do because I've been exposed to it for so long. Uh, but I can tell you that one of the first things that we do for people that join our program, and by the way, the main reason people join our program is to lose weight, it's not to become fighters. The main reason people show up is to lose weight because we have an amazing nutrition program and accountability and, and all this bunch of other stuff. And people see amazing physical transformation that they can see in the mirror. That's the reason they show up. But on day one, we tell them that they need to start stretching the definition of how they look, how they look at themselves. Like starting today, you are one, an athlete, because an athlete takes care of their physique. An athlete is mindful of their nutrition. And it doesn't matter if you're not athletic doesn't matter if you've never worked out a day in your life. If you want to see the change in the body, what you look in the mirror every day should reflect that. And if you're looking at an athlete, then an athlete is going to make the right decision and the right sacrifices, right? Mm -hmm. Right. An athlete is not going to, you know, eat, you know, the the pizza because he's an athlete and his physique is more important than the pizza. So that's the first change. And then the second change is to extend that definition to also include fighter even if you've never fought in your life, physically. okay? Because guess what? You're fighting all the time. Uh, And once people start calling themselves fighters, they start making decisions as fighters. So what happens when your business makes a left turn? What does the fighter do? Oh, it's not fair. Oh, you know, the market. That's not what fighters do, right? Fighters fight. (laughs) yeah man Like fighters fight what they don't do is they don't bitch about the stuff that they can't control Uh, and I can tell you that that controlling what you can 100% reduces the effect of all the stuff you can't control so like what did we see actually happen like in real life since uh, since COVID started right how do we punish people Josh like what like if somebody murders somebody rapes somebody punches somebody in the face you go to the police what's the what's the punishment Jail, jail. We take away their freedom. We take away their control. Here comes 2020. How you doing, guys? No more freedoms. No more control for everybody. Right? Like that's the external. That's the external factor. Now, what happens when you when you take a person's freedom and control? And why why do we use it for punishment? It's because there is a direct emotional connection between loss of control, loss of freedom, and shitty emotions. Right, like, like nobody wants to go to jail. Why? Right, like, how, how do, how do people feel? And, that, and we saw it, right? Like, we saw when this whole thing started. The four emotions that we saw, right: anger, fear, anxiety, and sadness. All four multiplied by a thousand, and uh, and th- that's like that was like the new emotion, like in March and April. And I can tell you that I've experienced all four of them. Like, I'm not immune to emotions. Just because I think in a certain mindset, right. I experienced all of those, like a lot. <laughs> right? It, yeah. The beginning, right? Think yeah. about it. Two months ago, I just opened like the next dream of fitness, right? The thing that's going to take the giants of industry down because I do it better than they are. And within sixty days, ninety days, all of a sudden we had to like, oh shit, like this doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Like, like the dream yeah. is, does not exist. So now, so now what? So, so to tell you that I did not experience all four of those emotions, like a, like a punch to the gut, I have. Uh, but the way to get over it, and this is something, and this is especially, you know, if if you guys are watching it and you are, you are uh, uh, a creator of sorts, right? A mover, a shaker, a manager, a CEO, an entrepreneur, a startup. Like if you are not working in a toll booth, you know, where your whole world is uh, is very like you know exactly what's going to happen to you from 9 a.m. until you go like to sleep. If you're the kind of person that creates, those emotions are dead weight on any creator. Like those emotions. Stifle creativity. Those emotions stifle proper management. Those emotions stifle you showing up as the best that you can be. So, like, so we actually understood it very early on, which is why we're still in business because we didn't continue like selling fitness or even even selling Krav Maga. We used those as tools, but but the idea was, how do we get people to get over those four emotions? What kind of what what tool do they need to get there? And the tool that we gave them, and the tool that I hope you invest into your life, is to is to get control wherever you can. Get control wherever you can. So what do I mean by that? If you ever talk to, like, a Holocaust survivor, um, and if you haven't, I highly recommend to do it because it's, you know, there's not a lot of time to talk to one, you know, like, live. You can you can find out, like, the, the crazy things that they took control over in a world where really there was no control, right? Like, what yeah. we're experiencing right now is, like, slight discomfort compared to, like, some of the stuff that they experienced. But... They will tell you that the things that they took control over kept their mind in the game, right? And those that couldn't, those that were like 100% victimized in their brain, even if they didn't die there, you know, they kind of became, they, they stayed captives until the day they die. And unfortunately, I met yeah. a few of those because I grew up in Israel, right? So I, I met a few of those grandparents. And you can see the difference, right, between the people that have stayed in the fight in, on, on the little things, right? You know, it's not a physical fight. So... So what do I mean by that? So you have to take control of the thing that you can, and the way that I see it, there's little, there's four things. Like there's four things that like you have to take control over. Like once you take control of these four things, you're good. Like you, like very little can stop you. And like the first one is your nutrition, and it's not just because of how you look. All right, nutrition has a direct effect on how you feel, and has a direct effect of what your body is going to generate, how your how your mind is going to think. If you're cheating yourself out of good nutrition with junk, you're cheating yourself out of solutions. You're cheating yourself out of, out of the thing that you would need to get out of the hole that you may find yourself in. And what I found, what we found is especially, especially entrepreneurs, they have this tendency to put themselves, their own well being last. Like the business is more important. The team is more important. My vision is more important. My team is more important. I don't have time to work out. I, you know, and I want to encourage everybody to flip it. Right, you are the most important. If you are the most important, you have to take care of the machine. Because once you take care of that, you take care of that. Once you take care of that, nothing can stop you. Right? Like you show up as your best self. So, like, so the first thing I think everybody is, is, is nutrition. You're not sure. Get help with it. You don't know who to get help. Reach out to us. We'll figure it out for you. <laughs> yeah. But I'm telling you. Once you dial that in, you wake up in the morning and you're like, shit, I have a ton of energy today. Why is that? Like, how come? How come it's easy to get out of bed? How come I don't need an alarm clock anymore? Right, like in, like an in eight AM alarm used to be a dragon. Now at five AM, whatever. it's like, whatever. Like the body just wakes up because the body has the energy it needs to operate, right? Because you feed it the right thing, nutrition. Second thing, um, fitness. You have to train. You have to keep the body moving. Nutrition is half, half of the equation. The other half, the other half is movement. I I begin every crisis with a workout. Like that's part of the thing that I that I do. Right. Every crisis starts with a workout. I don't even try to delve into a shitty situation before I allowed my body to get the endorphins that come with the workout, the de-stressing that come with the workout, the energy that comes with the workout, the good feeling that comes with the workout. Because when I show up as that guy, I will figure it out. Right? It's very hard to feel victimized when you're having a great time.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> And yeah. wired. Like, that's the beauty of, like, the human body. Our human body is wired to give us these little dopamine hits to make us feel good when we work out. Because, you know, the brain knows that working out is good. So you had this, like, this little genetic hack that when you work out, you feel good about yourself.
0: Well, what's crazy is that, is that half the time, like, people supplement those little dopamine hits with their phone, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah so smart, Josh. Right, because big companies figured out how to give you similar dopamine hits. Right, yeah. Take it away from the natural dopamine hits, right? Because there's things that you're just like, born with it, right? Physical activity and this and, that and other stuff, right? Sex. Like, oh, there's all these things that make you like feel good naturally that are important to the continuation of our species. And then you have like huge, beautiful companies that have hacked that process and they create those same dopamine hits every time you get a like on your page or a like on your thing, right? So, so i encourage you guys like to recognize it for what it is, right? Like they're hijacking your attention. They're hijacking your dopamine hit. And you can get good feeling Unfortunately, it requires more work than just picking up your phone. Like that's the thing, right? <laughs> right <laughs> like, yeah. You have to show up. Like, you have to work. Like, you have to move. Uh, but the upside of getting the machine right, getting your body in, in 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 optimal position, is way more than anything you'll read on Facebook, except for this conversation today. Like that's it. Yeah, <laughs> right.
0: <In> present present <laughs> conversation <laughs> excluded. <laughs> I guys, know. just excluded. Right, I don't <laughs> work
1: on Facebook, but other than this, move that aside, and. Uh, uh, and understand that you can get dopamine hits for thing, from things that are going to make you move forward faster in life. Okay? That's the second thing. Like the third thing I recommend to everybody, find something that enriches you spiritually, uh, like a hobby or something that makes you have fun. This is something that is so easy to give up when you're an entrepreneur. Like when you're an entrepreneur, having fun isn't that important anymore. But I can tell you, like it doesn't have to be something grandiose, like you know, re- like religious stuff. It could be something silly, but if it makes you like happy for a minute and make make you not think about whatever crisis it is you're trying to solve right now, when you're back to solving that crisis, you come at you come back as a better version because you have an outlet to negative emotions that has nothing to do with your business. Yep, okay? you have an now, outlet, right? Like for my,
0: <laughs> I was going to ask, like, for what is it for you?
1: Me, I, I, uh, I wanted to sing rap God fast, twenty percent faster than Eminem. Like that was my thing, and like so that became my hobby, fast rap. Like it was, <laughs> I know, like it's stupid. Like it has nothing to do with my business. I have to do with nothing. Like it has no value in my life,
0: other than making me feel real good when I nail it. It's just fun. Did yeah. you? You nailed it. You got it
1: oh, yeah, dude, yeah, actually, like, Rappling is, like, <laughs> is, like, the slowest song I, I, I
0: bang out these no days. No way.
1: Yeah. Okay, but, not, but these are, like, things that are, like, me and myself, you know what I mean? So this is not designed to, like, take my business to the left level or my yeah. relationship. You know, the only productive. thing that it does, right, between that and training, right, because training is another just great way to, uh, to just dive into something, uh, uh, especially when you learn something new, right? So if you do, like, the same workout every time, and You're not learning something new like you're not growing and I want like I want to encourage people like when you're when you're doing something <laughs> in English on <I'm> <laughs> I haven't tried a Hebrew version of it yet uh, but no but in reality right if you uh, if you if you find a physical fitness activity that moves over time like that you learn something from it you know like like fit it right? but, but not just fit it like it could be anything that's skill building uh, then you're more likely like want to show up for it, give yourself those dopamine hits. Release the anger, release the stress, release the the anxiety. Uh, and these are all things. These are not my opinion, right? All of these things have been heavily researched <laughs> by the medical community. And then and then you show up better because you take the shackles off. You take the shackles of, of sadness and the shackles of anxiety and, and anger. and all you just you just take them off. You leave it somewhere else. Um, and then the final thing that I believe every single person should take control of. Is is your your skill set, especially if you're an entrepreneur? Because because uh, what what worked last year doesn't work now. And I believe that that like, you have to show up as the best version of yourself, physically, mentally, uh, and, and that, and also understand that that might not be enough. Like the like like you at 100 percent might still mean out of business. And it's like you very, got it. It's a very it's a very hard realization to have, to, to have,
0: right? You got to always be pushing yourself to learn, to be better, to, you know, 1% better. Exactly. That's exactly like you always want to see where you lack. What is that skill set that you don't have today that somebody
1: else has? Why they're in business and I'm not in business. What did they figure out? What what I didn't figure out. And like I said, once you start demanding it from yourself and you guys have teams, start demanding it from your teams. Um, You know, because I had a bunch of people that knew how to run a brick and mortar facility like nobody's business. But we became an internet company overnight, and now none of us has the skill set to run And I'm not an internet CEO, you know. My guys are not internet instructors and internet program directors and internet stuff like they had to learn everything. Yep. Right. So, so the idea that that you you can look at yourself and say, you know what, me at 100% isn't enough, doesn't need to depress you, because guess what, that will always be the truth if you're an ambitious person. If there is a next level for you in life, like if you have ambition and there's a next level for you, that, that next level will require you to expand yourself. So you at 100% today, that's it. Like like wherever you are today, that's it. Like there's nothing beyond that, right? For you to get to that next level, you have to understand that, that there's going to be more. My issue is,
0: yeah. Well, okay. So, so I've got a question about this actually. I'm kind of curious as to what you think about this. What I take that as... Is that, is that, you know how you hear people say, hey, look, maximize your strengths and then find people to supplement the things that you're not okay with. Is that to say then that, that you're trying to improve the things that you're not really good at so that you can become good at them? Or do you try and stretch yourself of you identify the things that you are good at and just become better?
1: All right, so that's really good, right? So that's really a question of, 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 of management. And I can tell you that, Hiring the right person to do the job you can't do also requires a skill, right? It took. I had to go to then figure that out. Like I had to get coaches to help me figure out how to become a good manager because that was that was me at hundred percent. My son was a shitty manager. Great coach, <laughs> you know, great person to have a class with. I'll show you results. Start managing other people. Two thousand eight, two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten. Before I started really taking my business seriously, they know how to do it. So I had to stretch myself for the place that I that I can do it. Now, here's the thing. On, on the simple level, you say, all right, you know, you be strong with what you are and then hire for what you can, not right? Okay, so let's say I'm not good at X, Y, Z, and I hire three people for that. The skill set to manage those three people is not the same as the skill set to manage 300 people. And it's not going to be the same to manage 3,000 people, right? So it's me in my mind. Matani is running a company of 3,000 people, which is not the case today, but this is where I'm, this is where I want to be. I have to grow to the CEO that can that can handle that
0: mm-hmm.
1: right and and, and and like I said, it doesn't mean that I have to know every single job and every single thing of what they do, but I have to recognize where my limitation is as a leader today and start working on those.
0: Yeah, no, I like that I like I like mm-hmm. the fact that yeah you're, you' you know you're pulling yourself back and realizing that just the managing of people to fill those places that you you know you can't you're not good at, right? That in itself, that is in itself a skill set that you need to learn how to do. Absolutely. You know? yeah, yeah. And when we opened, you know,
1: I mean I grew my business grew really fast between um twenty nineteen and uh twenty twenty. I mean twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen, like that was like, a huge leap. Like we went from like six people to thirty-two people in a span of a year. Um What does that mean? I mean, I had to grow as a CEO to be able to handle 32 people on my team, even though I had managers and managers of managers for me to, for me to give a line of strategy that everybody can, can live up to, you know, that was, that wasn't a skill set that I had going into it. Yeah. I had to recognize that I didn't have it and, and, and I had to, and I had to learn it.
0: So, so of those four things then that you've mentioned, right. Nutrition, right. Moving your body. Right yeah. and just kind of being physical in some way, uh, right. mastering your like your skill set and man, uh, what's the four, what am I missing? Hobbies, 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 hobbies. The the hobby hobby is- is-
1: yeah, something to make you happy that has no financial upside, that has no relationship upside, that has nothing other than just make you happy. All right, <laughs> you show up happy, you're in a much better place, and uh, and the activities that you want to do, you know, want to want to support that. Yeah. So what what happens when you take control of all these four? The emotions we talked about. Sadness, anxiety, right? All those shackles that, that hold us when we lose control, they don't have that same power on us anymore. They just they just don't. Like we've already moved up. We've already moved up. And and this is this is especially true for people that are that are creator. And it doesn't even it doesn't even matter if you're like the entrepreneur and you run the company, or you're in an entrepreneurial team environment, and like you know, you work for a company, but you're still expected to create, to produce, to think, to, to think creative, to come up with a solution. Yep, I would say that divorcing yourself from uh, spiraling down into those negative emotions because of external things is one of the most important things that you can do. Um, and that's and that's how you do it. You take control of the thing that you can. Now, here's what happened in real life, because, you know, every student that comes to us, we, we get to know them and we ask them like a ton of questions because when we like, give them a program, I want to make sure it, like, it moves the needle in their life, not just their body, but really in their life. But what, what really happened since, since people got into lockdown? Nutrition, huge increase in junk food consumption, alcohol. Just like, why? It's the quickest dopamine hit. Yeah. It's the fastest way to happiness. But that happiness is very short-lived. <laughs> it's very short-lived. What happens on the other side of that? Overeating, uh, stress eating, binge eating even more negative emotions, grogginess, shame, disgusting, like uh, you feel uh, right when you, when, you, when you go there. That's what happened. It's because so many people have gained weight, which was you know great for my business because we help people lose the weight. But that's what happened in the world. Nutrition, right? Fitness. There was an external thing that says gyms can't be open. That doesn't mean people can't move, but people chose not to move. People chose to be sedentary in their homes. Yes, it's uncomfortable to do jumping jacks in a living room.
0: But anxiety is even more uncomfortable, you know, (laughs) gaining pounds is way more uncomfortable. And you were and, and something that you said, like in the conversation that we had earlier that I really never forgot. You're like, look, when people put a pause on that, especially with the physical side of things, when they put a pause on it, it's not like they're just freezing themselves in time. It's not like wherever they are, they just pause like they're actually moving in the reverse direction. They're going backwards.
1: Yeah. So one thing you're going to hear like every day, when you put your pause in your progress, you actually hit the rewind button. You don't hit the pause button. You hit the rewind button, right? Because that's what happens. You become weaker over time. You become fatter over time. Like, oh, it's like, these are not good progressions. You don't just pause because you stop working out and because you stop taking your nutrition seriously. Uh, so that's, yeah, so that's really important, right? So you had that, you had that. And then, you know, hobbies, <laughs> Right, well, I can't do anything. I can't leave the house. I'm not going to challenge myself with something spiritual. You showed that phone. That's the new hobby. Where is it? Where's my camera? Right here. Right? Hours. Hours. Facebook, Instagram. Like literally hours a day. Why? Small dopamine hits. Boring, boring, boring. Eh, cat. Boring, boring, boring. Boring, boring. Eh, yeah, selfie. You know what I mean? Like, like that's it. Hours. And... And when it comes to, like, getting information, because when I talk about skill set, like building your skill set, you know, I I push our people to find credible sources for for information. And what happens now, especially in the world of uncertainty, uh, people started getting information mostly passively with, you know, with whatever they thought sounded kind of right. And they subscribe to it wholeheartedly. Right. Which has created this insane, like, point in time where you have two people. That could be living in the same city, experiencing two completely different realities, like of what real and what isn't real, all right? And, and I don't want to go too deep into, you know, why media should be more responsible with what they actually say and what they do and what they're not. That would make the world a better place because most people consume passively. But I would urge everybody that is, in, that is taking in information, do it actively. Like, find the things that you think you need to know, challenge sources, and that's a part of skill building, all right? Now, I can tell you that if you're an entrepreneur and you're on Facebook right now, what, you get at least 15 business coaches trying to tell you how to make it online in in COVID? And, you know, they all tell you a story and whatever. Like, sometimes you just take what they say passively. You end up spending like a ton of money. It doesn't really work. So I always say just challenge, uh, change everything, dig deeper. And once you do that, you're moving from a passive intake of information
0: to an active intake of information. And you're way smarter active. Oh yeah. I mean, when you, when you say dig deeper, right? Like to me, I take that as dude, like, even if you, even if you have two people tell you two different things, try them both, but try them for yourself as well. Like see what works for you. Cause it drives me insane when people say, you know, Hey, Matan, you should really do this for your business. This is the this is really the one thing, the only thing that's going to help you. You need to do this. And coming from my engineering background, that makes absolutely. There's so many variables. So many ways involved. to
1: do things, right? right?
0: Yeah, like it makes no sense. In fact, it almost shows a naivety of of the fact that yeah, like real world doesn't work that way, bud. So you want to hear something funny, Josh? I actually actually wrote about it because
1: a, a few years ago I was on uh, I was on Anderson Cooper. Uh, and Anderson Cooper asked me, "What is the one thing people need to know, you know, when it regards to their self defense?" And I was like, "I fucking hate that question. There's no <laughs> one thing, right? Like one thing means that you know, skill building is obsolete, right? If you just learn that one thing, why would you need to even develop into into an extra into into another thing? Uh, so like that's
0: one of the words. Like you know, what I mean, like I'm a little allergic to that word, to just the word." <laughs> Well, I'm glad I didn't ask that. <laughs> I, told what I was going to ask him. Cool, you. you know what? No, no, But my time, like, so the reason that I, but the reason I think it is an interesting question to ask is because it's not about. It's not that that one thing completes the package. You know, right. it's not like that's the one thing, and if you don't know anything else, you're good. To me, it means that it's a place to start, so that it eliminates it eliminates the tendency to hesitate and try to like stand there. And spin around and choose where would, to start.
1: I would I would reframe those questions as what is the first thing, because the first thing is actionable and it puts you on a path. Yeah, and I know it just hit me right that we might actually get one of those questions coming up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, man, but it's 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 no, all but but like, that, that's right. really
1: that's how I feel about it. I, I yeah, would yeah. I would like things to be um, to be framed as what is the first, because first means you're on a journey, and first means there's going to be a second and a third and a fourth and there's no end. Right. Like the only time when you say, like, that's it is when you, uh, when you don't have any further ambitions. And for most ambitious people, it unfortunately, it will never happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's why, I mean, a lot of people are looking up at like the super high level, the Elon Musk of the world and the stuff. And it's like, you know, like they have hundreds of billions of dollars. Isn't it enough? I was like, no, like it, because it ain't about that. Right. Like ambition doesn't have an end to it. It's a bottomless pit and it's a curse and it's a it's a blessing at the same time, depending on depending on how you on how you look at it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like it's like instead of asking yourself, how long is this going to take? Like, I want to build I want to build a massive business. How long is this going to take? Maybe instead say, how far can I take this? How far can I take this? How far can I go? Right. Because then you're right. It's it's more about the process. It's more about the experience of getting there than it is there's a set end destination. And then once you're there, you're like, all right, what do I do with my life now? Like, and I can tell you change, change, challenge every process that worked for you in the past and doesn't work for you. I feel like a lot of businesses
1: went out of business, but some businesses went out of business. Um, you know, because like, there's just no way to operate the way that they, that they had before. But I believe that those are actually in the minority. Uh, I feel that if, if most businesses that aren't making it right now or are struggling, and that's where we were in March. Like, I'm not saying that's like some asshole is like on the top of the mountain, right? Like, in March, our business went down 90% and probably 10 years of, of, uh, of like, of progress, right? So, like, we hit that rock bottom. But the, the way that we managed to pull back is to actually challenge everything we did. Like, what, what worked for us two months ago that isn't working in this new reality? And sometimes, the answer goes to the core of your abilities. It goes to your superpower, and it sucks like that hurts, right? It hurts that the thing that I love the most and I'm best at isn't relevant anymore. But the faster you make that realization, right, and then working on skills to develop some new superpowers, uh, then then that's the way out of it. Like that will be the difference between a business that that uh, that. Succeeds, you know, when, when things go, go the wrong way in a business that, that, that fails. Not from a, yeah. from my mind, just from a mindset perspective, right? Challenge, yeah. challenge everything. And you know, we've done that. Like we literally challenge every single thing that we do, created an unbelievable product, like just an unbelievable, beautiful transformation product that's happening online right now. And you know what we're doing now? We're challenging it again. Because the challenges of ten months in COVID are not the same challenges it was three months in COVID. So, like, so we always want to be two steps ahead of the game, right? So yeah, our we're yeah. going to get what they need today, uh, and and it's hard, you know. You put a few months to create this beautiful project. You want it to like run forever, but yeah. But that what? ego is what is what crushes people, right? It's okay to get better, and it's okay Detach. to catch yeah, Detach I don't from- say what was amazing six months ago. Uh, is not going to be amazing six months from now recognize it today yeah right yeah start working on it and start working on, on developing it
0: dude seriously, seriously man. man it's always it's always such an amazing time talking with you tell me a little bit so i mean since you touched upon that people want to continue the conversation they're in the new york area they want to check you out like what what do they do how do they contact you how do they connect with you what do you got going on
1: all right. So, uh, good question. So you don't have to be in the New York area to connect with me. Like I said, we became an internet global company, <laughs> like within 20 minutes of the shutdown. <laughs> we <hadn't- laughs> so we used to just give solutions in the New York area. We now give solutions literally all over the world. We have clients all over the world, um, with, uh, with the new technology that we've created, we managed to launch uh, best way to do it. I mean, I can actually leave a link down in the, uh, down in the, in the comments, uh it's a it's a short link you know you leave me your info and and we're gonna contact you and we're gonna continue. you can also catch me on Facebook you know matan Gavish not matan Gavish cried my god, that was like an old one just matan Gavish uh I recognize the face and uh, <laughs> uh and and yeah you can you can reach out to me there, but the, really the best way to to go about it is uh it's just. Leave me your name and your number in the link. Hopefully, we can leave something in the comments here for them to... Uh, it's
0: it's actually going to be in the show notes. It'll be in the show notes now, uh, people watching, and then also in the podcast notes, all that stuff.
1: All right, terrific. Yeah, yeah. so you'll be, able to, you'll be able to just click on it, and then, uh, and then one of our coaches is going to reach out to you, and we can feel how we can start moving the needle in your life, right? Focusing on the four things, right? Fitness, nutrition, skill building, and
0: have some fun in the process. And some fast rap. Yeah, well, that's for like friends and family so it, will, it will be a while no. i'm telling you man i'm telling you i i we got to do a, a round two and then i want to see i gotta see it I gotta see it from my from my own eyes uh I think, I think it's awesome all right well dude this seriously has been such a great such a great conversation i know people are also saying the same thing like um there's you got a lot of wisdom, man. And I'm really glad that you took the time to come and like explain some of this stuff because you're right. Like like it's not just about training your body. It's not just about, you know, getting fit and losing weight. It's here, right? And I mean, you're exemplifying it. You're living it every single day. So I encourage everybody, seriously, check out what Matan's got going on. Go to the link, sign up, do whatever you need to do, make those decisions in your life. And man, If you could leave people with, (laughs) your favorite question, if you could leave people with (laughs) one last piece of advice, something that you want to leave them with, right? Yeah. Uh, What do you got? What would you say? I would say
1: that, you know, take a hard hard look, right? If you're not happy, like where are you at right now? If you're not happy, if you feel like you've been neglecting aspects of your life that should not be neglected, that you feel are important to your longevity, uh, then take action like right now. Like, take action today. I'll be honored if that action is going to be with me, with whatever, you know, if you make contact with me, but it doesn't have to be with me. All right. Like you have solutions. So I would recommend for anybody just uh, uh, th- take the time to put yourself first. Remember that your wellness is the driver to all the other amazing things that you normally put up above you including your family, right? What's the most important thing? Family? No, you are. Because when you show up for the best, your family gets more, right? Your business. Yep. No, you are. When you show up your best, your business gets more, right? Social circle. No, you are the most important thing. When you come first, your social, they're going to get more, like a better version of you.
0: So if and you it's want to make a contribution, yeah. And it's not a, it's not a selfish thing either to, th- to feel that way, to think that way. Like most people, I feel like when they hear that, they default and they say, ah, oh, that's too selfish. I can't like, Right. I can't do that, but it's not. We challenge. We challenge that all the time. It's a part of
1: the training. It's a part of the training. Um, we challenge people's beliefs going into things. And here's what happens: There's got to be a small element of trust to, to get them to like follow what we say. Like, hopefully, those of you that are like listening to me right now, we've developed some level of trust. I speak to you in a way that actually makes sense to you, even though it's passive yet. Like you haven't like dug deep with me yet. Uh, but I can tell you that once you start doing, you start putting yourself first all the things that you thought were more important than you are now operating on a higher level, right? Because you show up there on, on a higher level. And, and here's, and the, and by the way, and it's just not like me and my ideas, there's, there's hard data. They actually did this research. Do we have time for that? Like we have yeah,
0: yeah, an
1: idea. Actually did this research. They looked at 1500 CEOs. And what they found out is that CEOs that work out, actually their companies are more successful. They have bigger MA deals and they overall provide more value and more money to themselves and their shareholders CEOs that don't like literally, if you don't train, nutrition, put yourself on a high level, you're leaving money on the table. And people don't get that. Like, people think that you know I need to work hard first, and when I have the time, then I'm gonna start investing in myself. It's like don't you it backwards? The success is on the other side of the better version of you. So we challenge that mindset every day. And I can tell you, I mean, our students, holy shit, the thing that they've achieved during COVID, I mean. I can't I can't even like, first of all like the business success that have happened on the on our on our group of people like during COVID because every day they get like challenged not to be a victim and not to think like that and whatever right like, there's a bunch of different things yeah uh, right we created you know our, our product basically takes you from like A to Z step by step so you don't even have to overthink it you just have to trust the process and when you see so many other people going through that process and being successful and just sharing it, it's like a huge beautiful community that will support each other that reinforces the belief system. That you can also live that kind of life. And guess what? You do it. And then you live it. And then you're like, holy shit, yeah, my thumb was right.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Because, because you're right. Like uh like half half the people at the very beginning just need to trust you. Like they just need to know what the process is right. and trust you. But the real underlying problem is that they some of them don't trust themselves. They don't trust themselves that it'll work for them.
1: And, and you but, know what? And we and we and we hit it. We hit it very early on. That's uh that's probably whether they trust themselves or not comes up in the very first conversations. Like anybody that will actually sign up uh, on on the link um, will, uh, will get you a uh, a full discovery call with a coach. It's a long discovery call where we are going to basically figure out what is it that has been standing in your way to be where you want to be today. So if you're not where you are today, and you don't, you're going to be talking to somebody, and whether you join or not, you get tons of value just from showing up to that. Right? You get tons of value, right? You all of a sudden you get. Uh, you get a professional that really cares about you, asking you some hard questions. So I, I recommend to like everybody in the world to go through that process. It's a very strong, beautiful process uh, of realizations. Uh, and whether you join or not doesn't matter because you're gonna start making decisions to better your life right after that conversation. And also, I'm gonna throw that in there, Josh, just because it's your crowd and we love them. Anybody that actually shows up to a phone call, we're gonna give you a free cookbook with amazing, delicious recipes. To start fueling your machine right, okay. This is something that we created. Our students love it. It's delicious. It's nutritious. It's a, it's step one, right? And we'll give you step one on us
0: just for showing up for yourself, dude. That's awesome. That is awesome. Cool. Well, thank you, man. This you has been this has been so good. Really, I've like I've so enjoyed this conversation. I got a ton out of it, dude. Like we're going we'll keep in touch because I can't wait to see I can't wait to see the kinds of things that you do in 2021. Um, you're definitely somebody that I would want to emulate and watch as they go through this. So dude, thanks again for taking the time, man. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for having me. Thanks everybody for being here. Cool. Well, this is Josh Matan Elvis signing off another episode of Firebuilders Live. Guys, just to remind you, come and join us for another episode. 6 people a week, Monday through Saturday. So this is it. We're signing off again. Matan, thank you so much. Really appreciate the time. Thank you. All right. See you guys. Adios.